while and listen. You tapped on the show and started the audio file coming at you from an RSS feed somewhere on a server on the internet. And now <laughs> that you have begun, you hit play. And uh, unlike a tape recorder from ye olden days where you could just like stop it or take the tape out, no, the 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 arms, the metal arms have come out of the phone and have locked your your body into a chair. And now you have to listen to us talk. For one plus hours about the most important topic ever, it's video games. Video games. This is Colette and Matt have entered the chat, a member of the HyperX Podcast Network, and I am half of that show, Matt Silverman. And I'm joined, as always, her name is in the title, by, who is this? Colette Bennett, the other half of the show. The other, she's here. How you doing? I am pretty good. I am thinking about video games this morning, so it's a good thing that we're recording this podcast. <laughs> You're like, I woke oh, up and, and I yes. thought about, and I was instantly thinking about games. Well, so I need to talk also, about them. Also, quick note for the listeners: so we've decided to record the podcast in the early morning now. We used to record it in the evening after work, and we decided to do it before my. It's four thirty in the morning right now. No, I'm just right, kidding. it's the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, so if I'm like, oh wow, morning, oh wow coffee or whatever like you know that in fact you know we have gotten up very early to talk about to, for our deep commitment to video games thank, thank you're welcome is what she's trying to say okay everyone i mean sort of <laughs> <laughs> we were you know we chit we chat here but then we also chat before we chat to talk about what we're going to chat about yeah. And, uh, the you know, we were, so to speak. Pre, the pre chat and we're trying to figure out like, OK, we're not really neither of us are digging in hard on on anything new, you know, still playing stuff. We had been playing holidays have our, you know, wreak havoc on on various schedules and um, and we've been ch- chatty in the discord, but we did not uh, ask you specifically what you've been playing. So we thought perhaps we cover some topical items or what's popping in the gaming communities and news of the mm-hmm, day what, mm-hmm, what do you mm-hmm. what do you say what do you say to this uh yeah i say um that is a good idea and there are things things happening that i would like to say words about colette is pro things and she says yes to some things so let's do some things breaking news that will be extremely old by the time you hear this, they're mostly old already. <laughs> well, maybe no. Wait, hold on. Maybe not old. Maybe you know, fermented kind of. Oh. You know, like a nice wine. Okay. <laughs> you know, like like we've had more time to think about it, but we'll be like, oh, these two interesting people have thoughts about this thing, uh, or not. I don't know. No, honestly, there's t- so much wisdom in what you just said. Like, I I, I wish and hope that we all think of news better in that way of like and i mean this with anything anything that is important for public discourse of like maybe we shouldn't form opinions about something the very millisecond that it a headline appears on on twitter maybe we should you know read a few different articles and hear some statements from all the people involved and then sit on it for a week and then come back well, and say hmm i i love that but here's the thing um 
you know, the, the amount of information we can access literally moves at a thousand million miles per second. And I think that's, I see this as part of the problem, you know, like we joke and we're like, oh, well, you know, that happened Monday, which is, you know, 876 years ago in, in internet time. But I mean, you know, as a person in the news, right? Like, you know, I, I have to absorb so much news in a day in order to, you know, decide, oh, well, you know, this is worth writing something about this isn't, you know, et cetera. Um, it's just hard, I think. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it's hard to even have any time to marinate on anything because it's hard for the for the news consumer and it is hard for the news writer. And then I also think about like, you know, the bombshell devast like you think of, you think about me too, and you think about, you know, some politician or public figure who did something awful. And it's like, and then they get caught. And it's like, well, that's the end of their career and everything. And then it's like a day goes by and nobody thinks about it ever again. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. the news yeah, cycle yeah. is so breakneck. And it's almost like we don't even come to terms with um, the problems in society and like slow enough. I was going to say immediately enough, but it's more like we should be addressing these things in methodical ways, not in like, whoa, okay, forgot about it. It's gone. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I, I just think, you know, it's funny. It's like the, the state of what we live in, of how much, how much media, how much information there is f like flowing and moving every single day is kind of like the whole world having ADHD. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Collective. That's how I see it. And so it's right. like when people are like, you know, I no longer I'm like, oh, well, I have this unique thing. You know, like I really don't feel like it's that unique anymore, if only because like, yes, and I don't want to like undermine it. You know, there's a lot of things, but um, yeah. Anyway, well, um, you had alluded to something of maybe a couple episodes ago of like, oh, like, I wonder if um, the speed and the chaoticness of and the novelty of information um, makes makes people more ADHD or exacerbates bates it or causes it. And, and I'm skeptical about does this stuff change the brain chemistry of humans? I, I don't know about that, but but I like what you're saying more about this collective of like we are collectively experienced because media is so prevalent and, and ephemeral. We are collectively mired in a like, oh, yeah, I thought did I I thought I saw something about that. Maybe it was on Facebook. I don't know. Anyway, but because we are assumptive social creatures, like right. know, we have to assume that there is a lion, that if those bushes are rustling, if we assume it's a lion and run away, we will survive to create more children. That is what <laughs> we are evolutionarily <laughs> wired to do. And so if we assume that this, uh, you know, uh, political candidate is evil and bad and will destroy us all because, you know, she wants to, I don't know, provide schools for, ch you know, what, you know, <laughs> ban guns. <gasps> right. We are, we are assumptive and we are, are, are reactionary. And, and that is, and now we are doing that 2 billion times a day for every little bit and tidbit bit and bite that comes across our phone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I like talking about media theory with you and uh, well, boring you. our listeners with it <laughs> you don't know that some people might really mm. like it i mean I, I you know we both find it very interesting because of course both of us have been in this for so long so too long 
too long if he hasn't. I wish I wish I had developed a hobby like I don't know, like woodworking, like something that does not involve a screen or you know notifications popping. Like imagine if you you have that you you have art mm-hmm. and and lettering and you have things that you can fully immerse yourself in and mm-hmm. I I am searching for that. Well, I, I was going to say you know you're not dead yet. <laughs> You it feels could, like it. You could maybe find one. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I have had some, as I think I may have shared at you know, some points, I um, definitely have had some very, um, I've done a lot of exploring creatively this year. I've went and painted ceramics. I, I made a, I went to a pottery class and I, I made nice. cool little vases with my husband. Um, yeah. So lots of. Lots of fun stuff um, that I've explored this year just to see, do I like it? You know, and it's like, you know, you you, you could do worse. I mean, in your situation, you could even like in, involve your kids. Be like, hey, sure. you guys want to try this thing? So, you know, every expert, I guess. Every you know? expert would agree that you are doing the right thing where you're sort of sampling and trying and also like setting the stakes as low as possible. Meaning like if this pot looks like shit. Who cares? Right. Like it doesn't matter. Right. You know, yeah, it's, fine. it's not. It's great. That's not the value of it. To me, the value Correct. is the the learning, the experience of creating, which for me just feels really, really yes. good. Even if I don't like, even if what I make is not perfect, and like I think one of the things that I really, really, really love about art journaling is it's like there is no standard for oh that's bad, oh that's good. It's literally just like stick some stuff on a paper and just enjoy <laughs> it, right. and that's yep. it. Yep, that's it. I envy you because I have the disease where I will observe anything or like anything like, hey, uh, podcasts are pretty fun. What if I made them and made it my whole job? (laughs) But you could just like you could just enjoy them and subscribe. No, I need to be the best at them. I mean, look, I'm I'm just going to be just going to, you know, be fair to be fair. You know, when I was nine or 10 years old, I was like, <laughs> I need to write words. Right. And I kind of have been like that, even though I, you know, did a stint where I was like, I'm just going to go try to be a normal person and, <laughs> you know, be a, you know, a retail manager and do this and that, right. you know, but that didn't work out. So, you know, I have been that, you know, for decades of my life, just about writing words, you know, that's what why. retail did you manage? Cause I also did had that path. Uh, I was with, I worked for Pottery Barn for close to six years. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, I did. It's really, really old history, but they, that was actually my first like long-term job. I went in as just a regular retail employee and I came out a manager and, um, what a nice company, honestly. Like sometimes people say to me like, well, what's the best job you've ever had? Hmm. And before the job I have now, I used to always say, funny enough, this was like the, you know. It yeah. was well taken care. I was well taken yes. care of. Insurance was great. Vacation yes. was great. And this was a long time ago. Huh. So I have to hand it to them. Like, you know, it's pretty That's cool. That's the sweet spot because like for a smart, accomplished, a person who wants to accomplish things, who is not just sort of like, you know, content to be a drone, you know, working for a, a, a like an upscale, higher end company with great benefits and management structure at where you can also sort of, you know, you're not selling like screwdrivers, like here's a beautiful table that you can sort of be around. Like aesthetically, it's a very pleasing store. So like to be a smart person on a managerial track, it's almost the, it's, it's very perfect because the pressure is not intense, but it's also still satisfying. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm glad I did it. Um, I very much, 
look back at it and feel like a lot of the way that I treat people when I am in a yes. retail setting is because I have been in it 100%. and I understand it. And I do think that, I mean, it actually like in some ways really helped me better deal with people and in other ways, you know, deepen my hatred of people. But of course yes. that's, you know, you know, when people are like having a fucking meltdown because you can't get them a $600 rug, you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, overall, I still feel like it's good. People should work in retail or in food industry at least once just to understand fully agree and like um some countries you know like israel is like okay kid now you go in the army for two years like that's mm -hmm. everyone does it mm -hmm. i think the american version of that is work retail or wait tables this is your like you know patriotic duty so you're not an asshole when you come out of uh yep. you know when you become an adult yep yeah 100 percent that well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back with uh, retail talk next week. No, uh, okay. The news we we had some news, and here it's, it has, it's, it's coming in again. It's coming in hot. Yesterday's news that is also a week old. Um, why don't you kick it off? You have something specific to talk about here that I am. Ooh, I, I am do. Excited. I do. Um, I have been watching and waiting for the release of the Callisto Protocol, which was very exciting to me because it is, you know, more or less a spiritual successor to Dead Space, which I mm -hmm. really loved. And I also um, really, really like. I, I really enjoyed what they did with Dead Space. I really loved as a horror fan, especially like the the, the sound design. Yeah. Um, which made a huge like impact on me. And I, I just kind of, you know, admired what they did. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is kind of like seeing a modern dead space and it's a brand new IP, even if it does have the inspiration of dead space. So, so, you know, the game came out. Um, let's see today. It's okay. So I think it, I guess it came out a couple days ago. Okay. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to go watch some gameplay videos. Like, I'm probably not going to buy it immediately because I have a few other things I want to finish, but I am going to buy it. And I just watched for the next like 48 to 72 hours as like the whole internet was just like, this is a shit show. Oh and I was like, wait, what, what, what? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, I was like, Glenn Schofield made this game. Like he is like someone that I deeply respect in games. I don't see this as being a person that, would green light like a shit right. show. Right. This is know? my question, but yes, yes, go on. So I'm like, okay, um, let's go see what's going on here, you know? So I watched some gameplay. Well, actually, I read some stuff first, and I was like, okay, you know, like what's going on? And the understanding, the main understanding that I have of what people's big, com biggest complaints were, were that the the PC version was just kind of a nightmare wow um like te you know, technically which, uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> both it was both intended to be and not intended to be i guess um but like i just oh, I started mean, but like a nightmare like from a technical perspective like a performance yeah yeah perspective. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah 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 so um basically it's performing you know just fine on playstation the complaints hmm. for console players were both basically like you know it's a little too close to dead space or it's you know um there are these hiccups in the gameplay that make it not as interesting or whatever. Um, but it seems like, yeah, the PC version, like some people have been like, it's barely playable. Wow. So I think the last time I looked 
um i think the reviews were like i don't know like 46 percent or 36 mm-hmm. percent or something like really really low um some people were like the game's fine like with a few hiccups and others are like it's barely functional it won't stop crashing which that gap in player perception of performance issues is the is the gray zone that frustrates me the most because like I'm so sensitive to that in particular that it's mm-hmm. like you see hundreds of people being like, it's fine. It, it works great. Right. And, I'm and you're like, like, wait, who's right? Are you sure? Are you really paying attention? And that is so – and it's even hard to perceive it as granularly on YouTube because – you know, if you're watching on a mobile device and your Wi-Fi has a little hiccup, it's like, hmm, was that the video? Was that the thing? Did this YouTuber capture the video correctly with the right frame timing at the right frame? rate? Like so much can go wrong between console to capture card to upload to video encoding and rendering to uploading to YouTube that like it's hard to trust even video footage of it sometimes unless it is a digital foundry or, an, or some sort of expert, you know, analyzing right. something. right, right. And another thing to mention, I just want to make sure I don't forget this. Um, I saw one website do a thing just to point out that, like, you need minimum a NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1060 to run this on PC. Okay. So my guess is that a lot of people are trying to run it and just not even bother to look at that. And they're like, oh, it doesn't work. It's possible. You know, I don't know if the 1060... Well, I, I heard or read recently that it's it's just generally like no one, very few people have these 40, 90s, and, and the majority of people don't have 30 series. So maybe the bulk of the cards out there are 20-somethings, but, but I think a lot of people are running t- 1070s, 1080s, 1060s, which are, you know, I don't know, eight years old at this point. Right. But right. they're running it because, holy shit, a new graphics card of any stripe is insane right now it uh, is it is and and that's all these things i think are like kind of coming together and make some somewhat of a perfect storm because i actually saw like seem did this hardware survey a couple months ago right right i don't know if you saw it but anyway it basically like based on what people said you know it was like not even what they said what steam a seize on your system when you right, boot up right. the program it, it knows what you're running close to 50 percent of people that use steam own a graphics card below the minimum interesting and B- I was below like, the okay. minimum for this game meaning for 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 b- below a 1060 is what you're correct. saying correct interesting so i was like okay this is really interesting and i thought my gosh how frustrating that must be for you know glenn Schofield's team who are, sure. you know, they, they have to see a part of that. But on the other hand, I'm sure there are real issues. Haven't played the PC version. Definitely haven't played any version. Cannot, you know, make any comment on that. So anyway, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I, how do I feel about it? I, both Patrick and I were like, well, you know, we weren't going to buy it right away anyway, just because of circumstances in our lives. But I will probably, you know, I'll probably buy it on sale. I'll wait for it to be go on sale and I'll consider buying it then. I'm not going to not support a project of his because I just really, really like the man and I really like what he's done. And I just, you know, and some reviews have been interesting. Some reviews have definitely been like, you know, this game is really ambitious. You know, mm-hmm. it does this and this and this. Um, but yeah, it just kind of reminds me of, 
<laughs> I don't know. It's like, can you imagine if like, if like a platform like the internet existed when like all those like borked NES games were coming out? Ex- yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, you're like, you know, like so many things about those games were like barely functional. And it's just like, we were just so happy to play them. You know what I mean? Here's, so it's, here, times from, have changed. Times have changed, and what you're talking about makes me think about a, a, a an underlying sort of artistic, creative, philosophical question, which is, do they know? Do the makers of a game that is, quote-unquote, bad or has problems or isn't finished, in which cases do they know and they're like, oh god, this we just isn't we just isn't working out the way we wanted. But like, we have to publish it now, or our publisher is going to kill us. So ugh, we're going to hit the button and just absorb the the hate, and then right versus we did it, everyone. Like we made the game, and it's awesome, and we can't wait to share it with you. And then the internet's like, this sucks, and you're like, no, what did we no, do wrong? Right? Because how can you have a studio? and a team of veterans and QA testers, and you've probably shown it and workshopped it with other close, confident people who who somebody must have said, this is this part, this is a lot, this is very derivative of Dead Space, like it doesn't do much, or right, hey, there's right, a real performance right. issue in this area. Like, how could you not... How could you not know? But also as a creative person who is very close, obsessively close to my own projects, like when when my wife, for example, is like, ah, you got to fix this part. I'm like, what? Why? It's so good. She's right. like, no. Right. Yeah. You got to have a trusted person to tell you when you suck and then you have to be big <sighs> enough to fix it. Right. So I just so I want I just wonder because game development is so complicated where in the food chain do, do people yeah. say oopsie well or you know like I said like you know how much of this is you know how bad are these bugs like how yeah. much of this is people bitching and you know their graphics card isn't even up to snuff cuz like you know for a fact that people are going to do that so I mean I would have to play it myself and see yeah, you know well, and I'm not going to do that right the second but Here's a question. So it sounds like the PS5 version is fine, quote unquote. It, that is technically what is being said, yes. So then what's the criticism of the game itself? Meaning if you fired this up on PS5 and it ran fine, would you also be kind of disappointed that it's not the greatest or what? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like the, you know, like I said, you know, definitely different people, different, you know, reviews all over the place. Um, some people were like, I feel like it's a little derivative. Some people were like, right. I don't feel like the story was, you know, like that, that basically is the general gist. Which I what. get if you're looking for like a, a, a big new story or something epic or whatever. But like, I don't know in, as I grow older, I'm, I'm, I think more about mechanics and feel and performance. So if, so, and in a world where like, Hey, you like Stardew Valley? What if it's Stardew Valley with graves you know like these are every game is very derivative so if if the purpose is to make a dead space like and give you more dead spaciness yeah and that's what you want then like pff, great I, right take my money like I, you will it's so it, it, there's another layer another question of like who is this for and what does the audience want from this game you know yeah i yeah uh, 
there's so many things to be said here. And what I'm do you just, want from this game? And what would what would please you or disappoint you about this game? Uh, you know, I want a good horror experience, and I trust you know Glenn Schofield and his team to produce that. Um, I was excited to see them take on something you know, a space horror, which I love. I was excited to see them take on something and possibly be able to do it with modern tools, considering yes. that Dead Space came out quite a long time ago. Um, so yeah, I've been really excited and really looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, you know, do I expect, you know, to get an Oscar award-winning story? I don't think that's necessary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, I want, you know, at least enough of a story to hold up, you know, whatever's happening right around me you know just so would you be satisfied if it was a shinier dead space you know what i mean uh or do you need more from it i would hope that i would hope to see it do some different things as far as lore or you know just to not make it literally like we reinvented it and slapped some new characters on it right you know so yeah I don't know. I'm not in the fandom, but but some early discussion before it came out was kind of like, sure does look like Dead Space, you know what I mean? And and I just didn't know if that's what fans wanted or if they if they were hoping that there would be more meat there. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally get that. Um, and so yeah, so uh, another day, another explosion of unhappy gamers. Let's see if they. Um, you know, it's only been a few days, so so patches and performance improvements and optimizations could come. I also have no... They did push a PC patch. Okay. Just FYI, I, totally. I actually was just curious. I was like, well, you know, what is Glenn Schofield saying about this? Um, you know, surely he is like, what the hell? Um, and basically, uh, the official Callisto protocol a couple, three days ago... Um, said, you know, they pushed a PC patch to improve, improve stuttering issues due to shader compilation. After updating, you'll see temporary stuttering in the game menu the first time you launch, and we're working on optimizations now. So, you know, that's what's happening. Optimizing you know? any game for Xbox, Switch, PlayStation, and then PC and then the 400 billion different PC configurations right. and graphics are like that is um an insane task and then what what makes it even more mind blowing to me on both sides is like oh the, i can think of many games that are like this experience is truly flawless and perfect yeah. across all platforms and i'm blown away by how like slick this presentation is maybe it's a triple a maybe it's an indie studio and then also like here's a 2d you know pixel art game that runs like dog shit across this platform but is fine here but is not so good here it's like i don't i don't fully understand i i guess what i what i perceive is like the bones of a of a game engine probably and the tech the tech debt that you accumulate is probably very important to what comes out the other end. Meaning if you start with a really solid foundation and you're optimizing, 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 then maybe you're going to get like a really solid technical product on the back end. But if you build this awesome game that is the sky's the limit and it's also so good and then you and then it's done and it's really good. But then you have to go back and untangle the spaghetti later for this platform or that platform or here's a bug, there's a bug. That probably is where the 
the mess comes from with with these kinds of things i think but it sounds yeah. like a nightmare yeah either way it does it does. I'm glad I don't make video games. I just, you know, uh, I just write books, which people could equally be like, oh, my God, you got this wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And I right, pretty much right. expect that. Yep. So, hey. You yeah. Know. A- another monumental endeavor of complexity, especially because it's your only one mind. I mean, you have an editor and you probably have other people who have given you feedback on the on the manuscript. But like you're the only brain that can put the pieces together. And that is, um, if you make a mistake in chapter four and then chapter 12 makes no sense, then holy shit, like that's a lot of energy and work to fix, I imagine. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, someone asked me recently, well, how, what was the editing process like? Mm -hmm. How many times did you have to go through it? I, I had to go through the entire manuscript seven times. Yeah, I believe it. And that even seems low, honestly, for generally speaking i but uh, but i don't know the, the industry very well yeah, yeah no i mean i i'm learning it but yeah a lot yep anyway so well, i think you you also had mentioned something that you wanted to talk I about i have today some too. tidbits uh we are recording this podcast on tuesday december 6th which is also the day that dwarf fortress releases Yee! on steam Yee! um I've mentioned this game previously, uh, and I don't know how much, like, I don't know, ephemeral knowledge you have of this game. Not a lot, but I am opening the link you sent me so I can just kind of mentally have it in front of me. While yeah, we're yeah, you can just you discussing. can peek at it here. It's it's Polygon's review of the game, and this was uh, written by Grayson Morley, uh, who I don't know uh, directly, but. I'll 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 read the intro to this. This is like a formal review of like the Steam release. And I'll back up and say this game has been around for 15 years or so. Oh, and okay. it's been developed and released for free outside of traditional game platforms. It's not in app stores or Steam. It never has been. It's just oh, like, hey, download wow. this from the internet. It's free. Throw us a buck on Patreon or donate here or there. Uh, it's made by two brothers, Tarn and who's the other one? Who is the other Adams? Uh, Zach. Zach and Tarn Adams. They have just been slowly laboring and improving and adding incremental updates similar to how minecraft was in the very earliest days of like hey you can play it for free and then here's and here's a we're adding this and that and whatever um and then they finally got a the backstory here is that i think one of the brothers had some serious health issues i I don't know that it was cancer or, or, or maybe you know some other like significant health issue and it was like we are indie game developers who give away our game for free. We don't really have health insurance. And then thousands of people on the internet was like, were like, start a Patreon. We'll support you. Uh, I, I even support them on Patreon and I've wow. never even played the game. Um, it was that. And then um, this publisher called Kit Fox Games, they figured out a deal where they're like, hey, if you make the game more accessible and create a graphical interface for it, we can support the development and then we can release it on Steam and then you can sell the game rather than, you know, uh, ask for donations. And, you know, I don't know, I, I haven't even looked this morning, but I think, you know, they'll sell it for twelve ninety nine or 15 bucks or whatever, you know, a normal video game that you would buy. Um, so this is a big moment for a very old 
long-lived and uh, passionate game community and really two independent developers who have been around the block um, for some time. And so the Steam release has... Like the original release is all ASCII characters. So mm-hmm. it's just little symbols. And like, it's like wow. looking at the matrix. Like if you don't know what you're looking at, it looks like gibberish. But then, you know, in that silly matrix way, you you know, the characters are like, I can see, you know, Neo walking through the, the down the street in this code. Like that's what Dwarf Fortress looks like. And um, what they did for Steam is like, okay, we have to have like, actual graphics so they created sprites they created menus that you can click on with a mouse instead of like holding shift f7 plus z brings up the the trading with donkeys menu or whatever the fuck you know it's like all these keyboard macros so basically they've made the game more accessible and now they're actually releasing it for real on a real storefront and the community is very excited. So I'm going to read the beginning of this review on, and the review, uh, oh, they had a different title. Okay. Wait, the, the, the SEO title dwarf fortress on steam proves it's still one of the most important video games, which I agree with. Um, so Grayson Morley writes, all my animals are dying and my master craftswoman is depressed. Such is the state of my current Dwarf Fortress run. I've accidentally made a civilization of drunken vegans, too, since I can't quite grasp how the hunting system works. Everyone seems pretty happy eating plants and drinking alcohol, though. Everyone except Rakust Lokuntan, which is a procedurally generated name of one of the dwarves, I I imagine. Uh, Every day she wakes and makes masterwork furnishings, but she misses her family and simple conversation with friends rarely fulfills her. All around Rakust, her inebriated peers rejoice at the installation of a new tavern, but she can't find it in herself to care. She dutifully goes back to work, knowing full well the tavern and its revelry won't satisfy her. Nothing will. And that is the type of interpersonal storyline that is generated in a game like this. Um, Meaning, when you load a world, thousands of years of history have been meticulously simulated by the game engine to then simulate and simulate and simulate to finally produce a variety of interactions and characters and monsters and systems and, and whatever. But in this example, one craftswoman has a deep backstory where she apparently is separated from her family, which causes her to be depressed, but she's still a hard worker, but there's no meat in the thing. So they can't hunt because they're only eating certain types of foods like that sort of inter. And this is literally just one character procedurally generated character in what is likely like, Hey, I've been running this fortress for 20 hours. So I probably have 50 dwarves or something in my, system here that are doing various things and interacting and that is why this game is like at the top of my list i'll put it this way rim world is my favorite game of all time as we have covered on our our favorite games episodes rim world doesn't exist without dwarf fortress like it's it is a a direct descendant of this game and wow i think if i had if i had the wherewithal to actually sit down at a computer and learn Dwarf Fortress, uh, it would probably be my favorite. I'm speculating that yeah, it would be my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, this favorite. is like 
a deep mat cut right here. It like, is. How can and you so, have not played this? Because it's so obtuse. It's even too obtuse for me. And then in my in as I've become a parent and older and sort of your your lifestyle changes, it's like I don't think I'm gonna sit at a computer looking at ASCII text for 400 hours. Like that's not my gaming lifestyle, which again is why if this becomes a mouse touchpad graphical menus kind of a thing that can run okay on a Steam Deck, you may never see me again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you fear starting it. I, I, I don't fear it. I'm... I'm eager to look today and and sort of poke into the various subreddits and discords and be like, hey, uh, anyone, anyone is this running on the Steam Deck? Like, can we, can, has someone made a controller configuration for this? Like, but I think the consensus is like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this work. Like, we're going to figure this out because we need Dwarf Fortress on the Steam Deck. Like RimWorld added like legit support and it's unbelievably good like the the official support for the deck and the control scheme and everything so i i don't think that's coming anytime soon for dwarf fortress but i i guarantee you some internet genius is going to spend four hours today figuring out how to get it working and then <laughs> i will i will reap those benefits anyway um it, it's it's big news for like games as a medium and a very important game that very few people like not very few people like that that mainstream audiences don't understand or don't care about but the hope here is that like oh like thousands of people who are like i've heard of that will suddenly get it in their steam queue and then they'll and then we'll be off to the races that's kind of where where, what today is about i think for this game yeah this is fascinating um i've heard of it but other than that i didn't really know much from the storytelling perspective i'm obviously um you know fascinated people talk about it as a story story generator you know not i mean it is a game of course but that it's a it's an interactive fiction generator in the form of a game and then i i was listening to an interview with the creators uh, on like a dwarf fortress podcast like the podcast that is devoted exclusively to the game and someone was laughing like Oh, this is not a game. It's a it's a lifestyle, or you know, or it's or it's a hobby. You know, it's it's like an it's like having an ant farm or something. It's like, yeah, I have or or I don't know, raising delicate plants or like you have to like know all the stuff and be very diligent about what you're adding and changing and whatever. And it's an ongoing. It's always in your life. It's not just like, hey, I'm gonna check this out and then put it down. You know, it's it's that kind of a game. Um. I'm I'm excited. The fact that a Polygon reviewer who, who reviews video games professionally and clearly cares about this game and went deep on it and gave it a great review is like, yeah, I don't even know how to do hunting, a core mechanic of the game, I presume. <laughs> I'm not even sure how it works despite having reviewed this game for probably 20 hours. Like that's what we're talking about here and that's uh, – I don't know. I we'll see. We'll see if if it runs well on the Steam Deck. I I will. I look forward to being carried away by this. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I will want to hear about this if you if you end up playing it. I'm. This is fascinating. To I'll me. report back in. I, I I expect to to poke in today. I, I expect to start it today tonight and be like, whoo, okay, and then like have to come back, you know, to and, and figure it out later. So, um, 
One more quick news story that we were b- touched on briefly before we began recording, and we, we thought it was important to mention because it kind of is the biggest news uh, in gaming at this very moment. Uh, it's that uh, Smash World Tour 2022 has been completely canceled. This is the Smash Brothers uh, esports tournament, which, like, you know, you and I are not in this community. But mm-hmm. like it's a major esports event, and like you obviously, um, I, well, I don't want to speak for you, but like you wrote a book about esports, a fictional world about <laughs> esports, and so like I don't, I don't know you to be like an esports fan, but like you understand the importance and the and the power of this world, even if you're not in the Smash world, yeah, and like how disappointed fans and players and teams must be that this has completely and abruptly been shuttered. Like, I think it's like a handful of weeks before it was supposed to happen, which is uh, kind of yeah, wild. Yeah. I'm not in the circles that are talking about what, what this was like, but I do know that there's like, you know, a deeper, a deeper piece here about like, you know, the CEO of Panda, like using a relationship with Nintendo to try to convince them to shut down tournaments that were out like other than non Panda tournaments, basically. And, you know, once again, um, I am not deeply connected to this community, but um, I can imagine that this is a huge deal, especially in the direct smash community. I actually have a really good friend who is very very deeply into the fighting game community Mm -hmm. i don't think he's a regular smash player uh, and he's not a current competitive player but i can only imagine that this is like a huge huge deal to those folks who have you know probably you know worked hard and put in a ton of effort to right you know, show off those skills. And not so, just the players, yeah. all the machinery, whatever, the sponsorships, the management, mm-hmm. the the who made the the team jerseys, whatever. Like obviously it's a big production. A lot of mm-hmm. people work on it. The the, the oh and like I, I would be interested in having a fighting fighting tournament or fighting game expert or enthusiast or or streamer on here maybe to just get in the weeds and and fill us in on on some of the nuance of 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 any particular game or the or the community at large i think that'd be a fun episode i have a perfect person for that so we will discuss that off the air let's do it let's we'll we'll make it happen Uh, the the gist as you alluded to which uh, all is all like hearsay it's been a lot of back and forth over the last couple days of like nintendo shut it down and then the 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 league was like here's our statement and then nintendo's like well here's why we did this but like it, it at first it was it appeared to be some sort of a licensing issue where Nintendo was like, we're not giving you the license to have a tournament with our IP, which apparently is like c- common. And, and those are those tend to be um, hurdles that can be worked through. Like, I, I guess you need the you need to do business with the IP holder in order to do a tournament like this. Like that's. That's the table stakes, and those back and forths are common. But it sounds like Nintendo like abruptly pulled the license away, and and the fans were like, "What the fuck, Nintendo?" And then it was, and then as you alluded to, like the CEO of a league was trying allegedly, and this is none of this is confirmed. This is all sort of um, they said, they said, whatever. Um, is was sort of cozying up to Nintendo and saying, "Hey, don't don't do any other games outside uh, tournaments outside of this league." 
And then I think then Nintendo's response were like, we're seeing these shenanigans, so we're shutting it down. Like, you know, and, and I, you know, for you a wa- company that's known for fun, Nintendo is really no fun. <laughs> I know, but like, if 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 the league or the teams were being shady and using IP, not using the IP, but like, Nintendo doesn't want to be associated with shady esports dealings. They want the tournament and the and the brand to be in tip-top shape, shiny and and friendly, you know? So I, I, it's just pure speculation and we can't speak for either side, but it sounds like Nintendo got, the original narrative was like, Nintendo sucks. And then the, now it's got kind of like, uh, Nintendo seems skittish to give the their IP if something shady was going down, which may or may not have been happening. We, we don't really know. Um, but apparently the CEO of Panda is now has now stepped aside or been pushed aside but he's still with the company man who the fuck knows i bet a deep look at this would unveil so much drama so much drama and i and and hey as we talked about at the top of the show let's wait a week let's let journalists do their job and then you know in the axios newsletter two weeks from now maybe we'll find (laughs) out what really happened you know but seriously that's how that's how this works we gotta we gotta see we gotta see you're right you're right. That's too That's funny. That's it. Any other topical news bites that you wanted to cover before we take a quick break? No, I think we should go talk about some video games. All right. Well, we're other video games. We're going to take a breather and talk about some other video games right after this. For every episode of No More Whoppers that you listen to, we will send you a 25 cent coupon for participating Kroger's. How many Kroger's are participating? None, but you're still getting the coupon. And it's like 25 cents in 1985 dollars. Right. So today that's like 28 cents. No More Whoppers. Take that to the bank and smoke it. On the HyperX Podcast Network and nomorewhoppers.com. If you're a shrewd shopper, it's about to be your favorite time of the year. HyperX will be running massive sales for the holiday season. Get up to 50% off some of our most popular products, like the Ultra Comfy Cloud 2 headset, the tough, responsive Alloy Origins mechanical keyboard, and the fan-favorite Quadcast USB microphone. Sales will be going on at all major e-tailers, but be sure to head to HyperX.com and sign up for the newsletter to get the scoop on the biggest deals. Happy Holidays from HyperX. We have returned uh, for you, the listener. You, you probably heard like a little ad or a cross promo there, but but Colette and I took a four hour break, and we are back, <laughs> and we are ready to rock. We've eaten lunch. It's great. Yeah, yeah. What a day. What a day. Um, you mentioned before we began recording that uh maybe you haven't sunk your teeth into anything you know deeply uh this past week but perhaps there was a demo or or a continuation of of previous games that you wanted yeah, to chat about. yeah 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 there was a demo um so i've been kind of doing this thing where 
I have been, um, you know, going through the demos on my desktop and trying yeah. to, um, you know, actually like sort through all of them and try to get them played. And, you know, I, I regularly am like, Ooh, I want to try that. I'm going to download it. So it is, it is definitely very, um, it's like, oh, I really want to like get, you know, get through this stuff. I really want to like actually try it. And, you know, the 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 flow of games, right? It's like it's just so constant. So it's hard Amen. to get to this stuff. So actually, this was not on my on my watch list until my husband mentioned it. Um, but it is a horror game called Luto. At a glance, mm. it looks a lot like PT. It's I would call okay. it a PT like, you know, where you're kind of wandering <laughs> around a house trying to figure something out. Um, uh, it's made by, um, some folks called broken bird games. Um, I believe this is their very first effort. Um, I think, and I'm going to type real quick so you'll hear it. Um, L-U-T-O is that? L-U-T-O, Luto. Okay. Um, I believe broken bird games. I was trying to figure out where they were, where they were situated because mm-hmm. I, I know they're not in the States. Um, they are, oh, this, this is not even out yet, by the way, this is just a demo. It's just a demo. They are from Spain. Okay. Um, really enjoyed it. I love that it wasn't too long or too short. Mm-hmm. Um, some really nice, you know, pieces of, I, I really felt like there were a few jump scares, but it really did lean on kind of a feeling of dread and mm. like things are not right, which is personally my favorite flavor of horror. Um, like really love, for instance, just little things that when you're wandering through the house, if you look up, the ceiling vanishes and you're just looking into this like endless blackness. Mm. And there's like these chains hanging from the ceiling when you get into like the version of the house that's whatever's wrong with it. And like the changes go up into infinity. And I was like, that's cool. It kind of reminded yep. me a little bit of when, you know, in Silent Hill, you run to the end of the town and it just ends and there's just nothing there. Mm. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, avoid, which is just, <laughs> avoid. Yeah, I love it. It's unexplainable. It, it, you know, the, it's the just, void it's there. is a terrifying concept, just writ large as a, a conceptually. So right, to, right. To it put is. it in the house, to put it at the edge of town, is is always right. uh, exactly. Spooky. You don't know what's there. It's it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have to hand it to them that they the only figure that you see is a figure in wearing a sheet. Yeah. Which you're like, okay, it's, it's a person wearing a sheet. Like there's nothing scary about like a person wearing a sheet. They managed to make that pretty scary. I'm looking at the trailer gameplay, whatever, without sound on and the sheet person entity is truly rattling because it, like you said, a person with a sheet on is not scary, but like no, they did great. They're what? What the fuck's wrong with this? Thing? Yeah, like what's going did. on with this? It's creature? really, this, really, this... really cool, and I, I really am interested to see. And then in the description, which I thought was really interesting, it mentions the it, one of the features as a depiction of anxiety and depression through mourning. Explore the pain caused by the loss of a loved one, the horror of the insecurity, to the deepest darkness hidden behind anxiety and depression. Nothing about this demo really clarifies that direction yet interesting okay so but i believe kind of like pt when you play it it says like you know this demo is not necessarily like in the game so like what we're seeing here is 
you know, and I don't know how much of this is going to, but you know, it does say like, you know, it's embodies a person unable to exit their own house. So I'm assuming you're still in a house, but you know, who knows what they will shuffle around and change. Right. It's almost like an atmospheric tech demo. Here's what the game feels like, but the story will come, come at you later. Right. That's kind of what I got out of it, but really great atmosphere really well executed never really seen any anybody do the you know the thing with the ghost in the sheet before or whatever yeah, the it is. physics and the animation look really great mm-hmm. they were they really were so i was really glad that patrick pointed it out to me and um i don't know too much about their development schedule i haven't really investigated since playing but i did enjoy it and i also really enjoyed that it wasn't too short and it wasn't too long it was really well balanced i probably mm-hmm. spent you know, maybe an hour, you know, with a bathroom break or two in there, maybe an hour and a half. Um, and sometimes I like that. Sometimes I like being like, oh, cool. I had an experience, not, oh, this is a game that I need to go back to over and over. Sometimes it's nice to just have a game experience that's brief. And you can kind of resonate on it for some time. They're saying release date is 2023. So like you can, you can come back to it or you can re rediscover it when it's ready. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so lots of lots of um, good things in there and uh, really, really did enjoy it. Um, I will be watching them to see what happens when this comes out. Excellent. But that's really the only new thing that I got to play in the last week. Uh, other than that, um, Patrick and I have been playing um, our own run of multiplayer Stardew, which I think Ooh, I yes. mentioned in the server because we are um, playing with a whole bunch of mods. Um how are how is it going with sort of this bolted on extra content and and like wh- when modders are adding characters and story quests and whatever does it feel like oh yeah it's all woven into the fabric of the game or is it like yes. oh right go to this whole area and then it's the new stuff well what i think no it's not like that at all it's very woven in and one of the things i find to be really interesting about it is that you you know, if you've played a lot of Stardew, you know where everything is. In this game, yeah, you have exactly. to figure out where everything is. They have moved things. So they've they reshuffled have, the town, ta- like added new town p- houses. I mean, and the, the main things are kind of sort of where you know they are. But like, for instance, I went to go to, have you, you've played Stardew before, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I went to go to the, the entrance to the mines and it's not there. It's in a different huh. place. So you have huh. to keep going huh. past the adventurers guild and take uh-huh. a left up into a new area and then they've okay. like built it out and made this like whole new area there are whole new areas in general that they've added there are new houses there are new people there are new relationships you can have um all kinds of stuff just absolutely all kinds of stuff so it's been really fun um i really like that that folks went to the trouble of creating something that can make stardew new hmm you know what I mean? Seriously new. I was like, uh, you linked to the mod pack in the Discord, and I was like, 27 new characters or something? Like, Yeah, like someone put a lot Dialogue of time trees, in. artwork for each character, you know, what's each character's favorite gift and leveling up their hearts. Like, the, the mechanical yeah. depth to adding all this content is... Yeah. 
you know, that's which is why I asked, like, oh, do you, you like do you feel when you bump into the bolted on modded stuff, or again, right? No, does it feel like I it's think mixed it's in, and that's flawlessly, yeah. Like the way they wove it in is so it's not like oh, go over here to the left and go up two screens and there's a new section. Uh, uh-uh. it's not like that at all. There's minecarts in new places. You take those and they lead you to new places. I mean, it's really. I haven't even scratched the surface of all the things that there are. And to have do, you really, run into you know? have you run into issues with it? And by that I mean like because what the way you're describing, oh, the mine entrance is much further away. It's like, whoa, so much new stuff. But now it takes way too long to get to the mines. So now it's now that mechanic I, is a little bit more broken or stressful. Like it wasn't broken, but it was just like, oh, it's further. And I mean, it's, it's further so by far. literally one screen. But it's but that further. can make or break a day of <laughs> mining or monster chopping or whatever right, you're doing. Right, like I had to really think about it if I was going to go to the mine because I was like, oh, yeah. that's a bit further. But, uh, but yeah, what I wanted to say was um, that I felt like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we could, we could probably just, you know, go and grab a mod that would just like open the mine cards. But then I remember opening the mine cards is actually probably the easiest thing that you can do in the community center. So I opened them and -hmm. I was like, okay, that's easier. That's great. Um, yeah. So I, I love just, I will never not love PC ecosystems like that, that there are people who are as obsessed, more obsessed with these games than even we are they would go to all this trouble and work to make this amazing yeah. extra content. It, it's truly extraordinary. And, and, you know, kudos to the, to the game developers who are like, yeah, here's, you know, here's the API, plug it, plug in whatever you want. Go cra- go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's great. It's, it's easy to see like why mm-hmm. like people come back again and again and again. And honestly, it makes me even more excited about um haunted chocolatier i know so excited but then i'm like okay let's not forget that you know um you know he's one guy and i mean i know he has a few people helping him but my understanding is that he really prefers yes um you know he really prefers to kind of work on the majority of it himself as we've as i know we've said here like Take your time. Like, I was really, we're excited, but just truly, there's no rush. I, I, I don't know. There's so much to play. We, we're, we're good. We'll, we'll, we'll play Haunted Chocolate Chocolatier when it's ready. Yes, exactly. That's try to. That's how I think of it. So, anyway, um, but yeah. So that's pretty much what I've played, and it's been nice. Um, I have. I briefly, I've now known that I really just have to be in the mood to pick up the chant, but I haven't stopped picking up the chant. I just have to be in the mood. Like, I won't play it during the day. I only will play it at night. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just, you know, something that I noticed. But um, I think I probably will slowly kind of chip away and finish it when I'm in the right mood. It just has to be the right mood. Yeah. It's, it's, It's a crime to play a horror game during the day. I don't think that's allowed. I've done it, but for some reason with this game, I just don't want to do it. I've I've called the police now that you I got we got her. We got her, friend folks. We bring her in. Oh Lord. She admitted it. No, I'm just kidding. Good times. Um, 
Yep, yep. I know. Uh, you, I mean, I certainly have a lot of games that I'm that are ongoing, and and over the recent weeks, you've you've got your Coral Island, you've got the Chant, you've got other stuff that Garden Galaxy just just came out, right? Or it's on its way out very soon. Oh right? my god! The, yes, the actually, real. right before this podcast, I got up and I was like, hmm, okay, it's like seven ten. Should I exercise? Should I do this? Should I do that? What should I do? And then I looked at our Discord and it was like, oh, there's a new demo and the game's coming out like really soon. And I was like, fuck everything else that was going to be my morning. I'm going to delete my save. Yeah. I'm going to delete the demo and re-download the new demo and make a new Okay, garden. okay. It's a new demo. It's uh, a new demo where they've added a lot of a lot of tutorial, which I'm really glad because the way the game was before, it had no tutorial. So you kind of had to figure it out, which is like, okay, it's a fucking like garden building game. It's not that hard. But on the other hand, it's like there's certain things where I was like, oh, I wish I had kind of figured that out sooner. Now there's like very gentle, simple guidance. You, but, this you know, is it, exactly what you talked about. And they... Yeah. I, yeah. They listened to you. I'm sure the developer heard this podcast and uh, and fixed it. New demo, and now it's coming out December 14th, which is right, right around the corner. Which is a huge thrill to me because that's super soon. And I am excited about, you know, playing the full amount, paying for it, you know, supporting the developer. Like, I, I really... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it now. It's so, so pretty. It's, it's so, so pretty. beautiful. It's so like, pretty. It. And like, I wanted to ask the developer because like she tweeted about it. And I wanted to be like, hey, like, you know, you think this will ever come to, you know, uh, mobile? Because I just feel yeah. like iPad would be heaven. I would just sit mm -hmm. on the sofa forever with this. Oh my God, yes. But, you know, I don't know what is necessary for that or you know, how difficult it is to do that or, you know, I, so I don't want to get into all that, you know, let them enjoy I, their launch. I would be thrilled to, because it, it the, the developers, again, I think you've alluded to it, like seems like a, of a single person or, you it's know, two people I learned. So people. I thought at first it was one, but now one of the changes that's been made is that when you boot the game up at the bottom, it says developed by her, a woman and a man. Okay. I'm trying to so, see. It's an, Annika Tran, but I, uh -huh. I, I, that, I assume that's a name, but I don't know if that's also the name of the developer, like the company I, necessarily. I think it's, I think it's a person based on, right. yeah, what I've, you know, what I've seen. So, uh, hey, uh, well, their DMs are open, so perhaps yeah, we can. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, ask for sure, or I could be like, hey, do you want to, hey, do you want to come on our podcast? Especially because, it? hey, uh, the release is like incoming like uh, perhaps we could invite uh them on mm. and then um you know yes talk let about look, a, talk about one point into that just a thought uh yeah i okay i literally after our last conversation the the what i what i now understand is the old demo is installed on my steam deck and i okay. was fully fully prepared to uh to dabble with it um, delete and it and never did so now i'm gonna it's start, definitely start over improved. it's all small things it's all little but i mean you know little but, but honestly little now, changes can be good you know we, the 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 release date was tbd and so i was like ooh, demo. Right. let me try it out right delete yeah. wait for wish list and wait for december 14th because i'm fully sold on everything you have said and now just like looking at it again i'm like yeah this i have to I have to try this out. And I, I bet my daughter. Yeah, will just do it, it at a time when you're like, you know, I just I want to relax. I want to do something very mellow. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, just, you know, just something that does not require a lot of you. Just 
And it's also, like you said, I I want this on a tablet or on a Switch as well. I would love to see kids kids react to this too, because I think it would be really interesting. Like this is a game, this is one of those cool games I think that can literally appeal to everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Oh man, also if you look at her latest tweet that says the launch date in it, you can see tons of new items that like I have not got. That's what I was looking at. I'm so excited! mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, All right. I'm yep. going to I'm going to send them a message. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can uh, get a guest on the show. A- anything else you wanted to touch on before we throw it to no, a quick break? No, I think that's plenty. That's it. <laughs> All right. Fine. You have to scream at me. Uh, stand by for uh, some important messages and we will return with more video games right after it. Hi, it's me, Jeremy Parrish, co-host of the Retronauts podcast, the only video game history podcast that's been around so long, it's also a part of video game history. Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts, here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hey there, friends. It's Matt. I'm here to tell you that it's that time of year again, and uh, I, I don't care what you say. There's nothing I can do about time. Holiday shopping time, and if you want to get ahead of the curve, HyperX will be running big sales for the holiday season. That's up to 50% off, 5-0, of the big product lines, including the ultra-comfy Cloud 2 headset, the Alloy Origins mechanical keyboard, if you're into those fancy keyboards, and the fan favorite, the Quadcast USB microphone, if you're recording podcasts. Uh, That's up to 50% off on some gifts for the gaming enthusiast or the podcaster or the technology uh, enthusiast in your life. And maybe, maybe throw something in the cart for yourself. Any major retailer or e-tailer where you typically get your favorite gear We'll have these sales, and you can also head over to hyperx.com uh, and, and probably sign up for the newsletter so you can be alerted of, uh, for information the there. But Colette and I have, have, have happy t- holidays taken from us, another, and thank you to uh, HyperX three-hour break. We've eaten dinner. Uh, our energy is back, and we're ready to talk about uh, a few more video games uh, right now. Yes, please. Um, Similar to you, I really have not jumped into anything new. I've been saving room on the plate for Dwarf Fortress, which hits today, and so I will be at least purchasing and downloading that uh, shortly. Um, And continuing with Tactics Ogre, continuing with um, uh, Rogue Legacy here and there, um, the only things I wanted to touch on, and I'll start because you were talking about Stardew, um, I am desperately trying to get my wife hooked on Stardew Valley because she's going through a, a stressful time at her job. And during the pandemic, as we've discussed, as uh, literally every other human being on the planet f- fell into Animal Crossing and found comfort and peace with Animal Crossing. And she resisted Animal Crossing for a month. My daughter and I started at day one made our characters, set our houses up, and we we were both like hard into it. And we were like, come on, make a character. It'll be so fun. She's like, whatever, this is stupid. I don't care. And then she, when we finally convinced her 
this was like March and then April something. She's like, whatever, fine, I'll try it. Blah, blah, blah. And then we never saw the switch again because she put like 700 straight hours into uh, into Animal Crossing. I'm, and were I'm, you somewhere in the house going, <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes, I, I could day. not blame you. I really couldn't. Every day. So I'm trying to make the case that you will love Stardew Valley. You have to give it a chance. Like, obviously, it's a slow start and you're exploring and you're figuring out the mechanics. And so I, I convinced her to try it, make a character. And of course, she's like, I, you know, we're playing on the TV. She's like, this is, I can't even see the character. The pixels are so small. What is this? I got to pick a shirt. Who, what, who cares? Okay, a cat or a dog, whatever. What's my favorite thing? What the fuck is it? His parsnips. This is dumb. I hate this. And I'm like, well, you got to like plant a crop and then go to sleep and then come the next. Like, I know she will get hooked on like making the most money from crops or cheese or whatever. I know she will, but I'm trying to get her hooked. Anyway, so I have been on this campaign, which reminded my daughter that Stardew Valley exists. And she's like, I would like to play that because she had played. She loved watching me play it. And then she had started her own character on Switch a while ago and then never, you know, never got back to it. But she was young. She said, I would like to play it. I was like, by the way, like we could play together. We could do split screen, which I had never done on the Switch. and, and And so as we're we're diving back into it and i'm i'm just i'm realizing even from the character creation menu and the option menu how much new stuff and systems and options there are in the game since i played it on pc i want to say like 4 to 5 years ago i wasn't like day 1 but i was definitely a like let's call it 1. 2.1.5 like full finished game but it but then since i had closed the book on stardew valley he added you know areas and characters mm-hmm. and mechanics and systems so i'm so we're booting it up and i'm like wow there's a lot of stuff i don't remember in this game that looks really cool mm-hmm. even new farm layouts like uh the beachside farm and the forest farm and all this stuff so she's like super pumped. And so now, so she has created a farm and I am the farmhand lackey cabin boy, just kind of digging holes and chopping wood while she, you know, makes the plan for what we're going to do. Uh, and we haven't gotten very far, but it was sort of like, oh, I've been playing Graveyard Keeper and really enjoying that. And it has been reminding me how great Stardew is. And now I'm trying to convince my wife. And now my my daughter is like, yeah, let's play this again. So like similar to you and Patrick, like we are back on the Stardew train. Nice. A little bit. And so um, I'll, I'll report in on that. You should get the cannabis mod so you can grow pot as a family. I just saw that <laughs> recently. I'm joking. <laughs> I've, that's fucking hilarious. And also um, we're on Switch for this i own it both places but we're on switch because i want my daughter to be able to like hop in whenever she wants and uh so uh, to my understanding i don't think there's any modding to be done on the switch version but like that's the other thing i'm blown away by like you can have four player split screen on switch for stardew valley like that's a thing i couldn't believe it I, could, I can't believe how robust and easy this multiplayer, like you can play remotely on two different switches, though I think we'd have to buy the game again, or you can play split screen. It's not cross-platform, so I can't 
like hop into her farm from the steam version uh, right. sadly but right um, i'm just very like so i'm sorry if this is a controversial statement but like stardew valley is an impressive game and a good game <laughs> i mean i don't think it's super controversial no, <laughs> no i, I mean, think like, i think most wow. people would be like yes matt you were in fact yes. correct uh, that is a correct statement yes i mean so, i've been playing for years now years uh, just like you could have cashed the check and made it like a very good single player game have fun but like they you know they put an an extraordinary amount of work in into all the versions you know the switch version is really solid robust and a really pleasing experience so anyway i i wanted to mention that because of because in honor of of where you are with it and everything yeah yeah um the other thing uh i started this game because the developer did a an ama on the switch subreddit uh it is called and it's not a new game it is called Cyrilim ultimate and apparently mm-hmm. this developer another small indie developer perhaps a single person has made like four of these games so this is the latest and final installment and this is uh you know i meant to pull up the um i meant to pull up the description of it because i think it's just I'm not going to do it justice, and I'm very early in on the game. Where is this? Cyrilim. Cyrilim Ultimate. I'm just pulling up the Steam description. Cyrilim Ultimate is a monster-catching, dungeon-crawling RPG with a ridiculous amount of depth. Summon over 1,200 different creatures and travel through randomly generated dungeons to acquire resources, new creatures, and loot. People are talking about this as like a Diablo meets Pokemon meets uh, Dragon Quest kind of a situation, which, you know, uh, the combination, I'm not a super fan of any one single version of those, but something about the combination of all those things together with like truly janky NES level graphics in a good way, like I'm saying that as a positive uh, fun thing. Um, suddenly drew me to this game and it's available on everything. So I actually grabbed it on mobile because I was like, what if I could pull out my phone uh, online at the grocery store and, you know, grind out some levels on this game. So I've only just dab, I've only just begun and touched it. Um, But what convinced me to just take a chance on it was like, the developer came and did an a, asked me anything on the Switch subreddit because I guess it is out on Switch or I had come to Switch. And people are like, hey, I've put 700 hours into this game. It's so great. And I'm going to rebuy it on Switch because it's so great. Thank you for making this game. And what about this? And what about that? And I was like, hmm, hmm okay, okay. I, I, could, I could fuck with this. And so my impression of it at first is like, it's basically like you can have you choose a character class and there's like a ton of different classes and then you can have up to six monsters in your party and monsters are the party members who do battle. Your character doesn't do battle, but your character has different systems and perks and things or whatever. And you go into dungeons and your six care creatures will fight other creatures. And as you defeat other creatures in the dungeons, you then can summon that you could then go back to your home base and you can summon them to join your party. And every single creature has like crazy mechanics that I don't un- even understand yet 
how or why they would be valuable or synergistic with other creatures. But it is very clear to me that like this creature will do damage on, will attack twice if these conditions are met. And this creature will automatically revive dead creatures that have fallen in battle. And this creature will heal this creature to a certain extent, but only if this or that is, and it's like, Oh, right. Okay. Like clearly, clearly there are ways to like, grind and grind and grind to create very specific builds and systems and synergies that will then allow you to progress to a deeper dungeon and a deeper dungeon and a deeper dungeon. So like all of that appeals to me TBD on whether there's enough sort of like back and forth of like go into the dungeon and have epic battles and then come back and respec and reconfig and level up and whatever. But like, and and usually it's the push and pull, the balance of those two things that will keep me hooked on a game like Monster Hunter or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, so I you know I spent ten bucks on the mobile version, and I'm happy with that purchase because it's it's the kind of game that I want to like peek into for you know like I was at um, my daughter had um, a piano lesson last night, and my son was with me because my wife was at uh, her her office. And, you know, I was finishing up work and then we're both bored waiting for her to come out of the panel lesson. So it was the perfect <laughs> excuse to just be like, well, I'm not going to like bring a steam deck with me, but I can whip out my phone and be like, and my son's like, whoa, that, that wolf is cool. I'm like, yeah, he's got cool fang attack or whatever. And like, he's, 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 he's sold. He's hooked. He's like, what does this monster do? What does that monster do? <laughs> Great. It's an easy, it's one, it's like a time killer, but also like, whoa, I got to read the wiki 700 times to figure out what this build is going to do it's one of those games tbd if it's going to really hook me but um <laughs> check it out if any of these mechanics sound uh interesting to you they do anything else to add or or share before we get out of here no 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 i uh i think that's quite a bit and i look forward to playing some uh, more stuff this week maybe i'll crack open some new demos or yeah. uh, probably stardew a little more so um so yeah we'll we'll talk about new things next week and we'll keep you posted, listeners. We'll we'll be pinging you in our Discord community of of what you've been playing and and what news is uh, is popping and relevant to your gaming lifestyle. And also, you know, we want like we just said, like you know, fighting games and a fighting game expert or community member who can guide us into that competitive scene or esports and even. We love talking to indie developers. Hopefully we'll get the uh, creators of uh, Garden Galaxy on here for a chat because mm-hmm. it is uh, it is our new uh, our new and potentially future obsession uh, as it as it debuts. So uh, stuff like that. If you have thoughts or, or 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 suggestions or connections, hey, my friend is a developer or a, or a writer and maybe they'd be good for a good guest. Uh, we're open to all, all those things. So hop on into the discord community. The link is in the show notes. As always, you can message us by email or social media. Anytime the door is open. Uh, final words, final thoughts before we bail. Mm, I want a biscuit. It's time for breakfast. A bit. No, it's, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. Remember the we that's what we did. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well we took so many breaks that it's morning again. So biscuit. <laughs> that's it. Goodbye. I Breakfast want a biscuit. <laughs>